let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. You can hear us on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, the whole show all over again on the iHeart app. John and Ken on demand is the podcast. Ooh, relive the brilliance. Yes, and there's been quite a bit of brilliance already. (laughs) <laughs> that maybe uh, you missed out on. Oh, listen to it. Make it a John and Ken weekend special, right? Listen to the podcast on the weekend. That's right. Well, you're nude in the hot tub. That's right. John and Ken on Saturday. John and Ken on Sunday. The El Segundo Times has a columnist, I think we've mentioned a few times, Rachel Uranga. This time, her assignment was to speak to people who work on the metro system, metro workers and ambassadors, those people, <laughs> about reviving writers writers who have overdosed on opioids they're not writers they're no, just they're vagrants <laughs> they're what we call loiterers uh she starts a story with walking along a rail platform a veteran transit worker spotted a package of the opioid overdose reversing drug naxalone picked it up and slipped it into his vest he couldn't imagine that he would use the medicine less than two hours later But looking back on that evening, it shouldn't have been a surprise. The synthetic opioid fentanyl is killing about four people a day in the county. Its reach has stretched from classrooms to Beverly Hills homes and it has plagued Skid Row and upended families across the region. This paragraph is a keeper by Rachel Uranga. Inside train stations, 
one of the few free indoor spaces for those living on the margins. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> living on the margins. So this is the excuse and the explanation. <laughs> it's one of their few <laughs> free indoor yeah. spaces because they live on the margins. Well, maybe if they weren't taking fentanyl, they wouldn't be living on the margins. Now they're dying on the margins. Good. Paramedics Lord. rush past commuters to platforms and train cabs to try to revive drug users who push too close to the edge or past it. The transit worker saw so many overdoses, he began going to a clinic on his way to work to get more doses of Narcan. Metro has no clear policy on whether its workers can administer the drug, he said, but he couldn't bear to watch people die needlessly. In 15 months, he says he's revived 21 people. Now, this Metro worker is not named because they're not allowed to speak to the media. And, and he took he took photographs. Yes. They had time-stamped photographs, and they had witnesses, and the Times verified most of the claims. He really has done this. About over once a month, he revives somebody who's about to die with this Narcan. Uh, he uh, says here that five months into the year, at least 35 people have died in the metro system. The causes of death are still under investigation, but most are probably... They're not. Well, you could say overdoses, but, you know, the better word for it really is poisoning, because in many cases, people didn't really request fentanyl. They were looking for some other drug like Percocet or something, and uh, got laced with fentanyl and killed them. We don't, I don't know about the homeless people, but that was the case, as we've talked about with... Uh, well, Many other people who acquire their drugs through social media. So th 35 people. I swear, I really am starting to think that the new plan is just to let them die, that uh, fentanyl overdoses will take care of the homeless mess. I bet you that's what they joke about in all these nonprofit offices and all the government offices. It's like, hey, don't sweat it. They're all, they're all on fentanyl. They're all going to die in a few months. Yeah, but if they die, that, that's, that uh, shrinks up their business. That drives up their business, uh, right? Didn't you always say they have to rely on more and more addicts and people living so they can continue to milk it? They're coming. They're coming by the busloads every day here. Uh, they, but they, clearly, they're not. They're not trying to to help anybody. I have to look at what the, uh, their execution here. They're not getting people off the streets. People are dying at a more rapid rate, much more rapid rate now than even five years ago. So clearly, they don't care. Clearly, well, it doesn't bother them. Eventually in the article, and here's where you have the, it's not even a debate, but the opposite viewpoint of the John and Ken show. Ricky Blumenthal is the associate dean for social justice. Well, that should tell you something. That's at the Keck School of Medicine at USC. That's a, that's, a, that's a ridiculous job. That's not a job. That's another one of those fake social justice warrior jobs. It's nonsense. He sees the drug use on Metro against a wider backdrop of inequity where homelessness uh, is growing because okay. rents rise. And there's few discrete spaces to use drugs on the streets. That's well, just go to San Francisco. They all do out up there. That's the traditional prayer that the Times puts into every story. There has to be a pause for the prayer. The prayer against inequity. In some stories, it's a prayer against climate change. They, they stop the news story for a second, and they go through the litany of buzzwords and catchphrases. What, uh, whatever, uh, whatever we're praying for today in our Church of the Woke. I just, whenever I see this, though, my blood boils because I'm like, what about any shred of self-responsibility? Does that ever come up in your thinking that these people have to get their okay. act together in any fashion? And if they can't afford to live in L.A., you go somewhere else. You don't end up flopped on a train 
overdosing on drugs. How can you possibly excuse mm. that by blaming society? That's it's, just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's not society's fault. It's, it's what these people did. There's no such thing as inequity if you're willing to get up in the morning and go to work. You're not going to be a billionaire. And if you can't make ends meet here, you go somewhere where you can. That's yeah. what people do who are in their right minds. You're in charge of your inequity. They make it sound like this, 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 there's an, an inequity cloud that hovers over the city and casts a shadow of shame across all of us. That's nonsense. Most of us have whatever money we have because we worked every day. Or at the very least, we inherited it from uh, our family because somebody in the family did go to work every day. But other than that, that's the only place you can get money from is either working or somebody in the family's working. You have another way? I know, I know they try, you know, to hand out government money, but nobody gets rich off that. Right. So uh, I, I don't understand. What is the second way to get equity in life other than working? T tell me, what is it? There is, in what society did people succeed by not working? When, when, when is that a winning plan? Anywhere at any time in the in human history? I mean, even in the caveman times, the guys who went out and did the work and, and gathered the food or killed the wild boar, they brought home food for the family, right? Or they grew their crops. But it was work. May not have been paid in cash, but they got paid in food and kept their family alive. Or they worked, you know, to build their little huts. Whether it was a mud hut or they carved out a cave, whatever. But I'm saying work in exchange for some kind of reward. There is no other way. So I see these people in these stories, and it's like, I'm sorry, if you don't believe that these people have to find a path to work, then you're not a serious person. You're just some woke jerk with a fake job well, who's, who's, who's just spilling gas into the atmosphere. And, of course, she had to find the Metro worker, the one that's remained anonymous, who basically his attitude at the beginning was, hey, they did this to themselves. To be honest, I didn't give a bleep. But, of course, she found the right gem of a story. He befriends a 21-year-old struggling with fentanyl addiction. Uh, he's got a baby coming along the way. He's, he's anxious baby. to learn how he can get to rehab. So he befriends him, and, of course, he dies, and it changes this man completely, the Metro worker, into now wanting to help. She just well, found the perfect well, person to interview. It's totally irrelevant because uh, all these people that he helped are going to die, including that guy. Oh, and that's a good idea, right? You're having a baby, so why not continue ingesting fentanyl? Yeah, show me the list of successes. People well, he was expressing the desire to get rehab and change his life. But well, expressing desires get you nowhere. You have to, you have to go to the to the rehab clinic. I'm so sick of these stupid phrases. He was expressing a desire. Yeah, but then at the end of the day, he took another hit of fentanyl, didn't he? So what's expressing a desire do for you? Nothing. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio apps. Stupid society. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 till 4, after 4, get to that iHeart app. John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. All right, and in one hour, we'll be hearing from you. Well, a collection of you. It's the Moist Line Callers at 320. Right before that... We have a chance once again to talk to uh, our good friend Char Miller. He's director of environmental analysis 
a WM Keck Professor of Environmental Analysis and History at Pomona College. It's about the Canadian wildfires. And, John, what part does climate change play in those fires, which have been Gee, uh, plaguing the, Canada and, of course, many parts of the that, U.S. with the wildfire that's, smoke? That's the other prayer that you have to put in when you're covering uh, natural disasters. You have to stop after about five or six paragraphs and insert the climate change prayer. And then you can go back to describing the news. Look at uh, it. Look at this. Try, try this over the next few days. Look at all these articles the way you would look at a religious text. And think back if you went to church as a kid or the synagogue, whatever, and how there were at certain points, you know, the, the, uh, I went to a Catholic church, so the priest would give a sermon. They called it a homily in those days. And, you know, there'd be a song or two. And then stop. He'd ask everybody to rise and say a prayer. And it would be the same prayer every week at the same point in the Mass. And that's what all this reminds me of. At the same point in all these articles, we stop and we recite a prayer. Ode to climate change. Ode to diversity and inequity. Whatever it is. Different categories. Well, we were just talking about a columnist of the El Segundo Times who did a story on metro workers and ambassadors who are reviving all the drug addicts on the trains with Narcan. Apparently, it's been a rough week for the El Segundo Times, and they're calling it an existential crisis. They laid off 74 people, slash... Turned out to be 73 because one person took a voluntary exit, so it didn't count as a layoff. I just thought. So they, sure, they, okay. <laughs> they assigned their senior entertainment writer, interesting, by the name of Meg James to do a story on how their executive editor met with employees. And it was a raw and angry staff who have been stunned by the announcement of these layoffs. This man's name is Kevin Marita. He accepted responsibility for these really difficult decisions, but then he laid it out there for the people. We're bleeding. Uh, apparently, this Shushong family's invested tens of millions of dollars in the El Segundo Times, and each year they keep coming up shorter and shorter on the revenue end. It's a money pit. <laughs> it's it's a money suck. So Sun Xiang eventually is going to lose his fortune financing the Los Angeles Times. You can't put out all this garbage. I don't call it news, it, but it's, it's social. It's a social justice warrior blog. I counted this week seven articles on the front page on the website, seven of them about, well, about sexuality issues, seven of them. They're trying to make the case here in this story that it's happening to all of newspapers. No. They're all starved for advertising revenue. No. Well, let me tell because you. Because the internet is grabbing it all. Remember you said the other day, well, the LA Times has 500,000 subscribers? Yeah, that was You, know, you know what the New York Times has? 9.7 million. This was digital subscribers, Digital right? subscribers, yeah. No, New a York lot of people don't take the print edition anymore. Well, it's hardly around at all. I can't even find a place to, to buy it if I wanted to buy it. My point is, New York Times has 9.7 million. The L.A. Times has 500,000. The New York Times is turning a profit. The L.A. Times does not have anyone significant reading the, 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 the call it the paper. They're not reading the news site. They're simply not there. They don't exist. Uh, he said that uh, we've been evaluating the budget since the beginning of the year, trying to create savings, trying to do things to prevent the layoffs, but apparently it wasn't good enough. Now, the most important part of the story, because this is the El Segundo Times, is the breakout. 34 white people were laid off, 39 people of color, which was 19 Latinos, 11 Asian Americans, four black people, and five employees who said, eh, I'm two or more racist. 
That may be the most ridiculous line I've ever seen in an alleged news story. A breakout by race and of ethnicity. Of who got laid off? Of yeah. who got laid off. Well, but, because they're but, committed to but, newsroom diversity. But, but they didn't tell us, were these people any good at their job? Or did they all stink? Obviously, they're not needed. So were they not good at their job? I think that's the only criteria is you get you get laid off because actually later on it says, well, they were layoffs based on seniority because that's the union rule. That is the union rule. So I right. guess in recent years they've added a lot of diversity, except now these people are the first to go. And yeah. I, I wonder, but, but wait, the thing is they're not making money because they do not write about news that normal people care about. I look at the page. I, I do this just as a game I play in the morning. And I look, okay, how many of these articles does the normal person care about? And I go through the whole page. It's like, maybe there's two. And it's it's race. It's diversity. It's sexuality. It's sexuality. It's race. It's diversity. It's climate change. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it, it, it's uh, poli the police suck. It, 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 this is stuff that in my entire life, None of this stuff I've ever heard a single normal person bring up a friend, relative, acquaintance, dinner party conversation, workplace conversation. None of this stuff anybody has ever discussed. And yet every day. The, and, and so they wonder why they have a very tiny circulation. They wonder why that Sun Xiang is losing tens of millions of dollars. You're not, you don't print stuff that normal people want to read about. None of this is news. Well, here's the catch 22 because you mentioned the few digital subscribers, and you mentioned that there was sort of a seniority basis to this. Apparently, a lot of people in the audience, the employees, wanted to know why so much concentrated the layoffs on audience engagement editors and web producers. They're basically saying you're trying to build the digital audience, but, you're, but those probably were the younger, less experienced people. And I guess it was and, a case of LIFO, last I, in, first out. I don't know what I don't know what audience engagement. Some of these old hack columnists and reporters, you've been seeing their names for years. They get the seniority. They're going to stay. How many people want to read the same left-wing opinion five different ways every day? <laughs> the same climate change prayer. The same diversity and equity prayer. How many times are you going to read that? And so much is not covered. I mean, here you have uh, a state where they have blown tens of billions of dollars on the high-speed rail train. And ironically, for several years, the LA Times had somebody covering that, and then he left. And since he left, they have no more articles on it. And that is something that I hear people talk about. Whenever they want to make a, a joke about the government, they make a joke about high-speed rail. That's like a catchphrase for the government sucks, the government wastes money, the government is made up of a bunch of buffoons. Is high-speed rail. It's a punchline now. Well, you know, the LA Times, a real newspaper, like, you know, when I was growing up, they'd be running a crusade constantly, exposing all the corrupt a-holes. They'd have the documents. They'd have the photographs. They'd have the whistleblowers. They'd have the witnesses. They'd be naming names. They'd be showing who's taking money under the table. Nothing. They don't even try. And the billions keep going. Instead, oh, please. Tell me more about people's sexuality. Because if there's one thing I'm dying to know, I'm dying to know on Friday night, what are they doing with their private parts? Who, right, who got, are they doing it with? That's what more, I care about. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio one till four after four iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. I just heard from Ryan from U.S. Speaks. He wants to know, uh, we're polling California voters. Will you answer a four-question poll? Hmm. Area code 443 was his number. I looked it up in the eastern half of the U.S. state of Maryland. Well, they could be a government kind of affiliated worker looking to actually poll people or could be like a scam or something. I get these occasionally. They want to know. Uh, don't, as you said, it's hard to find people now to answer any polling don't, questions. Don't so. anything. Well, poll, oh, I'm not going to answer it. No. Polls are stupid anyway. 
And what's tricky about it is it's got like yes, no options. I'm not going to do either. No. I'm just afraid if I click it's, any kind of response. No, it'll I'm, unleash a virus and uh, you'll be staring at uh, weird porno for the rest of your life. Is that what happened to you? No, I just heard about it. Oh, this just in. Karen Bass has COVID. <laughs> oh, he laughs now. Damn it. You were angry yesterday. I want to get you angry. She still has it? She is. She's resting did they, comfortably. Did they give her another test? She is. They should be working uh, remotely. She should be working remotely. That's right. And we'll keep up with all of her tasks. <laughs> yeah, very important tasks. Uh, we're going to talk about the mess California is in with with property insurance. Now, we have mentioned that a couple of the big carriers, uh, State Farm and Allstate, have decided not to write any new property insurance policies in the state. If you're already with them, okay, I guess you can stay with them as long as you pay your premiums. But they're not taking on new business. Yeah. What does that mean for people that are shopping for the first time for a homeowner's insurance? Bad news, doesn't it? Because the less you have out there selling the insurance, the higher the prices are going to be. And this story in the Mercury News lays it out that we're starting to approach states like Florida when it comes to the average property insurance or homeowners insurance premiums. Although we're actually supposedly oh. lower than the U.S. average. Oh, I, I know firsthand because insurance now for our, our place up by the lake, much more difficult, much more expensive to get. Oh, and it should be. Isn't that yeah. fire territory? It is. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I mean, you know, and, and it's annoying because it, it, there's so many companies not writing policies for the area. And then right. you get the bill. It's like, oh, man. But uh, I understand. It's, we're not bad. We're in the middle. We're, the, we're listed 24th for average homeowners premiums, $1,241. But over the last 10 years, it has risen by 28%. Well, it's the average. Florida is by far number one because of the hurricanes. It, and see, they're followed by Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas. Those are twister states. Well, the, the average is very important because the, place, the places that are fire prone are way, way, way up. You know, if you're living in the middle of the San Fernando Valley, you're not in danger of having fire rip through you yes but unfortunately if they pay out a lot because of fires they have to somehow make up the money elsewhere mm -hmm. or else in the case of state farm and all state just not write the new business because they just well, can't take on anything else because of the risks yeah right now they're going after the people who live directly in the fire zones right because even even on the west side we're in an adjacent fire zone i mean we're south of sunset right but north of sunset is the Santa Monica Mountains. And remember a few years ago, I, I forgot what year it was, 2017 maybe, there was a big fire. Remember Mark Thompson got chased out of his house? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we live below that across Sunset. So if you're across Sunset, you're in a cheaper fire zone area. But it's, it's still a premium to get insurance. Because all you need is one ember coming flying out of the... San Bernardino Mountains, crossing Sunset and landing on a, a regular a, a, a house in a regular flat neighborhood, and it could could spread easily if the winds are blowing. Well, the way this story is written, and of course California had Prop 103 passed in 1988, it rolled back rates and required insurers to get state approval for increases. The insurance companies say that's just kept prices too low. They point to state policies that don't allow them to base rates on projected risk, such as potential climate change-related catastrophes. 
and they cannot pass on costs of reinsurance policies they buy in the global markets to cover their own losses when payouts exceed premiums. Because apparently, back in 2018, and one expert in the story says that's when everything changed. Remember the campfire? Destroyed the town of Paradise Mm -hmm. and killed, I think, over 50 people. The payouts there were enormous for these insurance companies. Of (laughs) California's 20 most destructive wildfires, 13 have happened since 2017. And that's because... So this digs into their reserves. They build up reserves thanks to all the money they collect in your premiums. But then with all these payouts, 2017 and 2018 says here, wiped out nearly a lot of almost all their their profits. And and it goes back to the corruption of companies like PG&E and SoCal Edison bribing Sacramento politicians. There's no oversight on how they're maintaining their their infrastructure. Right. And then and then electrical wires fall and they ignite the brush and next thing you know the town of paradise is gone and that was hundreds and hundreds of homes and 85 people died and every one of those homes and any every one of those lives you know that was a, a multi-million dollar lawsuit and and that's because PG&E was run by a bunch of greedy disgusting bastard executives many of whom quit and had multi-million dollar parachutes so they're living well still and you had all this tragedy up in paradise now the rest of the state has to pay for it in insurance increases or we go without insurance yeah that's what some people apparently have to do uh it says in the story that this is affecting everybody not just people who live in the high-risk areas that rates are going up for everybody and uh and and, i just got my new homeowners and i it was like I stared at it for a moment. I'm like, well, that's a pretty big increase from last year. Yeah. And, and now you want a suggestion? Maybe the Sun Xiangs want a suggestion. Why don't you do an extensive series on the corruption between the energy companies and the politicians, which now led to this insurance crisis, instead of running your climate change prayer every time there's there's a wildfire? Why don't you you know bring us informative news so we know who to blame for our ridiculous insurance bills? All right, we got more coming up. It's the John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about the Canadian wildfires coming up after the news at 3 o'clock, and in particular, climate change or bad forest management. Sounds familiar? Had the same debate in California a few years back, actually for many years, but back in uh, 2018 and 2020 when wildfires were raging, it was much the discussion points about what what's causing them to become more destructive than ever. We'll get into this after the news at 3 o'clock with our guest Char Miller from Pomona College. That'll be followed by the Moist Line, round one, and then later in the hour, round two, and we got a hack for the dumpster in between. There, I, I had picked it. I'm only going to take a minute on this. An El Segundo time story, particularly for uh, the earthquake lady. Uh, John, do you see it about the Salton Sea? Yes. You know, well, this is the thing. I read it and I read it twice. I said, well, it's kind of a nothing burger because the headline was tempting. But you could still scare Deborah with it. It was going to make her root for drought because the essence of it was basically when there's more water there, particularly a particular lake down there, we tend to have a better shot at the big one, which could kill did you understand the story? No, it got very technical. But by the end, 
one of the experts in it just said the takeaway should not be here if the if the if the if the uh, if the lake is full that we're going to have the big one. That's not the takeaway. And I'm like, well, then what was the point of it? Then let's just drain the lake halfway so that we lessen our chances. <laughs> He was saying something like, it may just delay it, but we're going to have the big one. There's we're going to have it. There's apparently a coincidence where they have earthquakes when the lake is full. Not only this one, but other ancient lakes that right. have disappeared There in seems California to be a correlation, the right. There seemed, I, I don't really understand that. That's why it was, is, it the, is it the weight of the water? I... I don't know. Does does it does, does something with the tectonic plates or, or 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 all the rain that would cause a lake to fill up? Uh, and the one thing I wanted to know, and I didn't see it, maybe you did. Is the is it the lake full now since we had a pretty wet winter? Is it so? Should Deborah Mark be scared? And I'm just I'm asking. Uh, oh, you mean the Salton Sea? And, and that lake that's in that story. There's a particular lake that they were referring lake, to. Lake uh, Kahuila. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Is it that's, full? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find that out. But uh, that's why I kind of found the article to be a nothing burger. Because in the end, well, uh, it, it's going to happen. But it, it could be a hundred years from now. So. Yeah, I don't care about a hundred years from now. But seriously, if there is a possibility that we lessen the chances of a big earthquake, then I think forget the lakes. Let's just get rid of all lakes. But I, I think I, the point I, is, I, drought may be good. You see, in that particular yes, case, Delaying I'd rather take the, the drought. One. Yes, I would rather have a drought than have to deal with a big earthquake. Yeah, see, I, 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 I will say that the uh, the subject matter was too much for the writer because he wasn't a Rong Gong Lin the second. Yeah, he was because, the COVID nineteen guy for three years. Yeah, they got to have another assignment now. Yeah, so uh, so he, I guess he's the hysteria writer because this is supposed to whip up fear of uh, an earthquake and also a fear of drought, right? I guess so. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It's like it a twofer. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, all right, the drought's over. And there isn't anything we can do about this stuff. I mean, this is kind of interesting if you're taking a college-level science class about the relationship between, uh, and I don't know if there is one. I, I, I couldn't figure it out because the story was so confusing. But it but, taps into but, something a lot of people want, including uh, your little news friend there. But, Some sort of a way to understand and predict when the big one's going to hit. Right, so we can, can do something about it. anything to do with the water it. and the lake. Right? All right, but here, here's a quote from Bell Philobogian, a research geologist with the U.S. Geological Survey. Well, even if this ancient lake, Cahuila, or the Salton Sea never existed, these earthquakes would still eventually have happened anyway. Okay? <laughs> they just happened a little bit sooner than they otherwise would have. Yeah, that's the word to use, sooner. A little bit sooner. Oh. Due to the influence of filling and the emptying of the lakes over time. So I guess all that rain filling the lake and then the lake evaporates that puts pressure on, relieves pressure on, on the tectonic plates. So we're still going to have it then is right. the bottom line. She says, even if the Salton Sea dries up completely, the next southern San Andreas earthquake is still going to happen. Mm. All right, well, then what's the point of this? There is no point. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said kind of a nothing burger. Uh, but on to an animal story for you, Deborah Mark. Oh, uh, oh, the, oh the bad uh, one? Yeah. Well, oh, oh, okay. No, she's going to be anti-self-driving cars. Uh, apparently, a self-driving Google car ran over and killed a little dog in oh, San Francisco. What? Yeah. So who do you arrest? Uh, an online DMV report oh. said the car by Waymo 
Previously, the Google self-driving car project hit a small dog, which did not survive. So it didn't detect the dog? No. A test driver was present in the driver's seat, but the vehicle's automatic driving system was engaged in autonomous mode when this happened. Well, the test driver is probably watching porn. I was going to say, couldn't the test driver grab the steering wheel? Theoretically, uh, yes, but they have to be paying attention. Well, yeah, they have to be paying attention. Okay, you have to pay attention. <laughs> You, you see, the being a test driver, though, means you're supposed to sit there for hours and hours and hours while the car is tootling around. But aren't around you supposed to be taking, I mean, aren't you supposed to be paying attention so that you can... Oh, supposed to be, yeah. Oh. Like the. Oh. It sounds here like the dog may have been off the leash and just ran in front of it. So I can't really blame. I mean, if that's... I blame the test driver. You're right. <laughs> yes. There's no name the here. The system correctly identified the dog, which ran out behind a parked vehicle, but could not stop in time. Oh, well, we send our uh, condolences to the dog's owner. Oh, that's nice. We I had mean, that story yesterday, John. Did you read it? It was in the pile. We didn't get to it that people are saying, though, these cars are doing weird things, these self-driving cars in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they're, they're really wacky. It's another overhyped technology, like all this stuff is. That, you know, it's it's it, it, they got it half well, What right. a shame, because I want to take a nap in the back seat while the car drives me to San Diego. Yeah, and you're going to run over a whole bunch of dogs And then we're the going to be really pissed at you. And then there's an earthquake. And no, then we're all dead. You know, you know what I read um, yesterday? Um, there's 500,000, half a million feral cats in New York City. Half a million Where are stray they? cats. In the alleys? What are- yeah, especially not, not so much in Manhattan, but in, uh, in Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. Uh-huh. And they live in the alleyways and in abandoned buildings. And they're constantly having sex, constantly multiplying. And and they're dying young because the conditions are terrible and they get run over a lot. Oh. But it was like a fascinating underworld that a lot of people don't know about. Because they said if you live in a high rise in Manhattan, you don't really know what's going on down below or in the other boroughs. They got to do and, like a big spaying program and round up those stray cats and just uh, you know, take out the reproductive parts. Yeah. Because it's a terrible thing, right, Deborah? Yeah, and give them lots of love so they can be rehomed. Well, that's you know, you know what caused this? What? Surge is people adopting no, the pets pandemic. during the pandemic and then the pandemic was over and it became too much trouble and too much money and yeah, they, they, they let them out. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. I mean, God. So that's like the worst story I always see when somebody lets a dog loose on the freeway. I can't oh, believe people do that. So the cats ran around, had, had a lot of sex, gave birth Ooh. to a lot of litters. You keep just, you just want to keep saying sex. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> that that's... It's, 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 it's cat sex. I know. They can do some good though, right? They can get, they can grab rodents, can't they? Get, they, yes. they track rats and stuff, and wouldn't that help New York with the rat problem with um, all the cats around? Yeah, you know what? In the story, it said they're actually not that good at at, at killing rats. No, they're not. No, I mean rats tend to avoid uh, cat covens, oh. like it's not their favorite place because they can do damage, but it's just not. A, it's, they 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 don't kill as many rats as you'd like them to. Mostly, they're uh, having sex. <laughs> Big story this week, of course, is the wildfires that have affected Canada. Many burning out of control. And what has happened with the winds is a lot of people in the northwest, the northeast and the upper Midwest have gotten terrible wildfire smoke. Now some of it's supposed to hit the south. We'll talk about that, but we're also going to talk about uh, the old argument about the uh, 
the causes for these out-of-control wildfires, climate change, bad forest management. Mm-hmm. Our guest is Shar Miller from Pomona College. Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.